Hello, hello. Welcome to She Boss Talk. I am Shantae Arradi. I'm coming on today to provide an explainer video uh, to review the PPP uh, appeals process. So for those of you all that uh, have been or may have been denied for PPP or for the PPP uh, forgiveness, uh, this video is for you. So uh, do come on in, let me know who you are, where you're hailing from, what your business is. Uh, definitely wanna know all you small businesses out there. If you haven't already, uh, do make sure as you're coming on to uh, hit that love button, right? Give us a thumbs up if you're viewing in from YouTube. That helps uh, this video get seen. Uh, it helps the platforms to recommend our videos because so many entrepreneurs and small business owners are still in the process uh, of getting forgiveness. And if you or they, someone you know, uh, encounters this challenge uh, with not getting full forgiveness, uh, then you need to know what steps to take. So that's what we're going to be doing today. So do also share out this video, tag anyone that you need to tag uh, in this video as well. Uh, we thank you so much for our continued supporters. Uh, also, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're almost at our next milestone of 20,000. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much uh, for that. Uh, please feel free to drop any questions that you have in the comments. I'll try to answer some while I'm on air. Uh, if I don't get to them all, I will always follow up after the broadcast to answer any questions uh, that you all may have. There's still millions of business owners going through the forgiveness process. Some have not even started yet, okay? So we wanna make sure that you get started. And then also when you go through the process that uh, you also get approved. Uh, so that your loan uh, that you took out as a borrower then becomes a grant, meaning that you're free and clear from having to pay back that loan. That's what we all uh, want to see uh, with this forgivable loan. That's what made it so popular. The number one most popular program uh, that came out of the CARES Act that provided stimulus money to entrepreneurs and small business owners. So again, we're going to be talking about the appeal decision of uh, the appeal process, and I'm going to go through the steps and let you know how you qualify for an appeal, what who you're going to be filing the appeal with if you need to go through this process. So let's just take a step back just to let you know that on uh, in June, uh, the SBA filed uh, a final rule. Um, and this really outlined the process for appeals to make make it more clear. They also uh, made a, another update, which I mentioned before regarding appeals, that if you are one that goes through the appeal process, uh, they will not, they, the SBA will not start, you would not have to start paying back your loan until the process, until the process has come to completion. So they updated that in August of 2020. Uh, with the SBA. So the appeals, uh, and this is under the appeals uh, SBA loan review decisions uh, under the PPP establishing the guidelines for appeals uh, of the PPP loans and forgiveness of those loans. Um, so want to go through what types of appeals are covered under this uh, interim final rule. So this is really important to know if you are in this category uh, of uh, borrowers. Now, this is an interim final rule that was established uh, under the process of 13 CFR Part 134 uh, for appealing to the SBA Office of, Hearing, of Hearings and Appeals. That is the office that you would be appealing to uh, when the SBA has reviewed your PPP loan 
and made an official written decision that the borrower can either or was either ineligible for the PPP loan, was ineligible for the loan amount received or used the proceeds for unauthorized uses. So we talked about that before. Um, so they may determine that you were ineligible first period uh, for the funds or you use the funds for what they were not intended. Uh, so I said before, there are specific uh, eligible expenses that you must use the money on. There are payroll related expenses. 60% must go of the funds must go towards payroll. The other 40% uh, must go to uh, outlined uh, business expenses, which we've covered in other videos. So once you submit your application, if that's determined that you did not meet that, they could come back with uh, a decision that you were denied forgiveness or you were denied, you were only given partial forgiveness. Okay. You could be number three, it, you could be ineligible for PPP forgiveness in the amount determined by the lender in its full or partial amount issued by the SBA, except for deductions of the economic injury disaster advance. Or number four, you are ineligible for PPP forgiveness in any amount when the lender has issued a full denial a decision of the SBA. So I wanna clarify that this appeals process is for the SBA's decision. This is not an appeal of the uh, of your lender's decision. So I explained that there's, there's two steps to the process. So you must first submit to the lender, they do that first level of review and approval to submit then to the SBA. So that's for your loan, that's for the forgiveness. It works the same way. And so the SBA is the final approver. So you cannot appeal your lender's decision, uh, but you can request a review uh, from the SBA of your lender's decision. So that's a separate thing. That's a separate process. You can request the SBA review the lender's decision. So if, the, if you got denied at the lender level, you can do that. So I'll go through the timelines and all that in just a minute. But this is once the SBA has reviewed it and they come back with a written final determination, that is when you can appeal and that's when the time really starts ticking, okay? So I just wanna make sure you all understand that again. If you have any questions, please let me know in the, comment, in the comments. Um, so the PPP borrow can request a review of the lender's decision to deny the borrower loan forgiveness in full, but that request uh, for review by the SBA uh, and not an o uh, Office of Appeal uh, hearings uh, and um, appeal. Who can appeal? Only the borrower of the loan has standing to appeal with the SBA's decision. The rules say that the individual owner of the borrower and lenders do not. So only the owner of the loan. So think about this if you have a partnership, right? So we know companies that have partnerships, uh, you may have uh, equal ownership in the partnership or different levels of uh, ownership in the, in the partnership. You want to make sure that whoever is the, uh, the borrower of the loan, that is who can actually file an appeal. So when must you uh, 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 the, these appeals be filed? So the rule states that petitions must be filed within 30 calendar days after the earlier of the appellant's receipt of the final SBA loan review decision. 
So that's why it's important to know when you received and maintain, make, make sure that you're maintaining those uh, those documents and the dates and tracking those days. So you don't you don't want to delay the time that you're uh, that you're going to be filing this appeal. Also, notification by the lender of the final appeal loan review uh, decision. So you have 30 calendar days in which to file this appeal uh, for uh, on behalf of your business. So what must be included in your appeal? So there's different things that you're going to need when you file the appeal. So the appeal petition must include, as listed in the IFR, the basis of the uh of OHA's jurisdiction, including but not limited to evidence that the appeal is timely, that is timely in accordance with the CFR 13 CFR section 134.1204. You need to have a copy of this SBA loan review decision. So I said, keep maintaining your documents. That is being appealed or a description of that decision if a copy is unavailable. So really there should never be a time that there's not a copy available unless there was some issue that they did not uh, provide you the decision, but by law, they have to submit to you a written decision, okay? So I don't anticipate that you will have that issue where you don't have a copy. And number three, a full and specific statement as to why the SBA loan review decision is alleged to be erroneous. So together with all factual information and legal arguments supporting these allegations. So I said, you know, in all of these programs, you have the, you have the ability to appeal, uh, but you have to appeal um, and present facts and supporting documentation and evidence that supports your position that there was an error made in their decision. So we know that the SBA makes errors, right? I don't know who doesn't, but you have to be able to substantiate your position when you're submitting these appeals. Number four, the relief that is being sought. So what is the relief that's being sought? So if it was partial forgiveness, maybe you're saying you want to be made whole, you're asking for the full amount. If they deny the entire amount, you're going to be asking again for the full amount. So you have to clearly state what are you asking them to, to do. And number five, sign copies of payroll tax filings actually reported to the IRS and state quarterly business and individual employee wage reporting and unemployment insurance tax filings actually reported uh, to the relevant state for the relevant periods of time, if not provided with the PPP loan forgiveness application. So we know sometimes like with the 3508S, that is the most simplified application for forgiveness, that is not required, uh, especially for the first draw, okay? So and they reference those, uh, the forms here, S, uh, 3508-3508EZ, are the ones that those are the higher level ones that do require the documentation or the lender's equivalent or an explanation as to why they are not relevant or and not available okay so again if they're not available you have to explain why that is and six sign copies of applicable tax returns so 
every step of the way you need to provide your tax return so that should be something that's re regularly available that's filed away that's easily accessible to you because even in the appeals process even though you provided it before you will be required to provide uh, your actual tax returns actually filed with the irs with the appropriate schedules right so they give an example of the 1040 uh, schedule c schedule f uh, th those are the business income filings. So just make sure of that because I know some people apply for the program and they actually did not have business income or their business income is not reflected on their tax returns, right? So either they apply with employment income, which that's that would disqualify you, uh, or you applied and you do have a business and you did not report your income on the business schedule on your tax return. So you need to be able to show all of these documents are gonna help substantiate your position. And then number seven, the name, address, and telephone, num telephone number, email address, and signature of the appellant uh, or its attorney. So you, you, know, you can't have an attorney represent you, although it's not required. So the petition must be generally less than 20 pages, uh, not including any attachment. So you can, I will reference the full, fi uh, full final rule in the comments that is not in the description, but I will add that uh, as well. And this, would, this includes the directions of providing a copy of the appeal petition to the Associate General Counsel for litigation and certificates to attach, okay? So this rule cautions that the appeal petition that do uh, petitions that do not include the above components may be dismissed. So you want to make sure that you carefully, um, uh, carefully go through the information. Make sure that you have everything uh, that I just mentioned. Go through it uh, two or three times if you need to have someone a second look. It's always good to have more eyes on it to make sure that you're submitting it because if one thing is missing, they can dismiss, they can, and most likely will dismiss the appeal uh, or the SBA or judge may move uh, to request additional information. But again, all of that further delays you in getting approved and funded, uh, uh, funded or forgiven for your PPP. And I say funded because uh, there may be some of you all, we know the PPP program closed, but it wasn't until uh, July 31st that the SBA actually uh, technically uh, closed or was supposed to finalize processing all of those that were still in the pipeline. So if you are one that received a PPP loan, you recently got funded like in the last few weeks or the last month, please let me know uh, here in the comments. That will be very helpful. Um, because again, it goes by that 30, um, 30 days, 30 calendar days. So what happens if the appeal, uh, after the appeal is made? So this, it is, a, if the assigned judge does not dismiss the appeal, he or she will order the SBA to produce administrative record relevant documentation that the SBA consider in making its final decision. So they have, the SBA has to have supporting documentation on their end. This will typically be due within 20 days after the order is issued and the, and the record will close 45 days from the date that OHA's receipt of the appeal unless additional time is requested and granted. Uh, you as the appellant will receive the administrative record 
and may object within 10 days of receipt to the absence of any documentation that you feel should be included uh, or to SBA claims that any documentation in the record uh, are privileged. And then the judge judges are to make uh, their decisions within 45 days after the close of record and those decisions become final 30 days after they are served unless a request for review or reconsideration is filed. Okay. And so we go to who can respond to an appeal position. So only SBA uh, may uh, respond to an appeal to the appeal. And the rule says that and, uh, and the response should be set forth uh, the relevant facts and legal arguments to the issues presented in the appeal and the responses must be filed before the record closes unless good cause is shown. SBA must file. So they don't, when it says must, that means it is not optional. They must file its response with OHA and serve a copy of the response upon the appellant and upon each of the persons identified in the certificate of service attached to the appellant appeal uh, petition. And the rule says no apply to response will be permitted unless the judge redirects otherwise. Okay. So how would this appeal affect your payment, uh, the, the timeline? So I already said that in August of 2020, uh, they, they stated under this IFR that the appeals do, do not extend the deferment period uh, of the PPP loan. Uh, uh, that borrowers would still begin to make payments, but they made a change. So you will not have to make payments uh, while you are going through the process. Okay. So that, but that was in July 28th of 2021 that the, the SBA announced in a new IFR that it is amending the rule to provide that borrower timely appeal of the final SBA loan review decision will extend the deferment period for the PPP loan until OHA issues a final decision of the appeal. And the revised OHA rule uh, will provide that the borrower should notify the lender of the appeal so that the lender can extend the deferment period. So it is your lender who extends the deferment period, okay? Under the revised OHA rule, the appeal position, uh, petition must be filed with OHA within 30 calendar days after the appellant receipt of the final SBA loan review decision. And the change applies to, uh, uh, to PPP appeals filed after the effective date of the new IFR, which is July 28th of 2021. So that date just passed. And to those appeals filed before the effective date, of this rule for which the notice uh, and order has been uh, issued. So I will provide the link to the full um, final rule. And also uh, you will find the uh, website on the SBA's portal with regards to forgiveness, uh, because again, they're still accepting applications. But I do want you to be aware that there are uh, different circumstances that may arise, which may cause you to uh, get denied or not receive your full forgiveness. But I want you to know that there are steps that you can take in order to get that forgiveness. So you do have a rights as a borrower and you do have rights to appeal uh, any decisions that are made. Um, 
And that's why I always say, uh, continue to appeal, fight for what you know you deserve, but you have to show up to the table uh, with uh, accurate, right, complete and factual information uh, when you're going uh, through the appeal process. That is going to really help you be able to uh, be successful in the process. We don't want to just appeal and not know what we're doing uh, or not know that, you know, or not be sure that we we are in our position that we should have been approved, that there was an error on behalf of the SBA uh, that that needs to be overturned. So I would encourage you all to do that. Do let me know also if you have uh, applied for PPP and uh, either was denied forgiveness or you only received partial forgiveness, right? So there are some uh, individuals that know that they will not get full forgiveness. They're not expecting it because there was either some uh, intended or unintended discrepancies uh, early on in the process. So they are already, uh, you know, know that they're going to be paying the money back or have already started paying the money back. So know that you have that option if that is uh, one of the situations that you are in. Uh, if there is like a, a fraud type of situation, you definitely want to pay it back or they may demand it back uh, earlier than you having to pay it right, paying it back over time, right? Uh, just depending on when you took out the loan, which is a maturity date of two to five years. Um, but again, every situation, every circumstance, every uh, borrower, every application is uh, different. Uh, do know that there are still millions of businesses, entrepreneurs, gig workers who uh, who took out a PPP loan that has not requested forgiveness. So if that is you, please do check with your lender. I did a video um, the day before yesterday on PPP. We have an entire playlist to be able to help you uh, through the process. So please make sure uh, if you receive the loan of 150000 or less, the process is really a super simple and easy. There's over a 1,000 uh, lenders who have opted into the SBA direct PPP forgiveness portal. So I know people have that have already applied there. I also know uh, business owners that have contacted me and showed me that where they got approved or were asking me to validate that they got approved. Uh, based on the, the information they, they received out of the portal. So you can check uh, to see if your lender is on that list. Uh, if you apply with a big bank or well-known fintech company uh, like PayPal or Square, uh, most likely they will not be opting into the portal uh, because they have their systems and processes in place uh, to make still make the process easy for you. And so I explained uh, that I had two first draw PPPs forgiven. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And it was super quick. It, it was so easy. And the turnaround time was super fast. Um, when they reached out to me to sign documents, I signed them. So again, you just want to make sure that you're not the one that is delaying the process. Uh, and you want to make sure it goes as smoothly as possible. Uh, so that link is in the description too. So to get your PPPs, um, uh, forgiveness applications in. And if you know other entrepreneurs, just ask them or business owners, did you get PPP where you funded? Uh, you know, make and let them know, make sure that you request forgiveness, right? Uh, and if you need assistance, you know, share this video, share our channel, uh, because we have helped so many thousands of business owners apply, 
uh, for these programs, overcome challenges, appeal denials, uh, and be able to get funded and be able to get forgiven. Uh, so we know that business owners, there's a lot out there that still don't know that they can get this forgiven, but we don't want you to be burdened by the fact that you get a notice in the mail that says your payments are due. Because that would be shocking and devastating to a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs that really don't understand the process. And people told them that there was just free money out here, or someone told you that uh, forgiveness is automatic. It is not. It is not. Okay. So as much as business owners are going through, we don't want you to have another hit because you did not request forgiveness in time. And now you are stuck with the payments that you cannot afford or manage. Okay. So that is the, that is it. That is the appeals process. Uh, I will be, I probably do another uh, live in the upcoming days uh, because new information came out, new reporting information on the forgiveness process. So they stopped reporting on the actual loan because they closed out the loan program, uh, but they they issued out their first report. Uh, so I will be going through that, uh, Some a lot of the numbers. So it is very interesting uh, to see those things, to be able to see, uh, you know, who's getting forgiveness where we are, but we know that uh, a lot of uh, those businesses and underserved communities that got the lower funding payments are, have not requested forgiveness. And so we need to do as much outreach, as much sharing of information as possible to make sure that they get that forgiveness. So thank you so much for tuning in. As always, continue to be the boss with Amplified Impact. Continue to stay safe and in good health. Have a wonderful day.